Welcome to Career Crashers, where we tell the stories of those who are not content to wait around following rules and hoping for good things to happen. Great careers aren't found, they're forged. It's time to crash the party. How I got my first design job with no experience and broke into the design industry by Jeremy Chevetti. Going to college was not exactly my cup of tea at first. After a grueling four years at an unforgiving high school packed with 2,400 other students, I was quite ready to move on to bigger and better things. My questionably volatile relationship with my parents only made that drive to leave the nest even stronger, but when I finally got around to college, I unwittingly made the wrong choice for me. I picked business school. By the way, what's funny is that years later, I find myself in business and loving every minute of it. But business school itself was not the college experience I needed, so I set out to change it. My college experience from business to design. My first few weeks of business school felt just like high school again, except there were 10 times more people in my lectures, and I didn't know any of them. If you don't know this, the Tebbe campus at Arizona State University is one of the 10 largest campuses in the country. It felt dark and cramped. I felt alienated. This felt like the opposite of what I'd envisioned. Granted, for most students, the first couple years of college are packed with gen ed courses. Nothing specific to your major. This is a flaw in college itself, but that's for another story. Still, I'd envisioned a much more collaborative and creative experience than what I was getting. I continued along like this, unsatisfied with my classes, until spring semester when I set a meeting to speak with my counselor. Within a few minutes of talking to me, she understood that I would probably fit much better in a design program and made the recommendation that I switch majors. Uh, as you might guess, the thought of design school made my heart race. How hadn't I thought of that myself before? I went into a business marketing major because I wanted to be in advertising but I wanted the creative parts of advertising, like designing the ads, not courses that sounded like this. Econ 211, basic macroeconomic analysis, economic institutions and factors determining income levels, price levels, and employment levels. When you compare that to what design school sounded like, it was like angels seen from above, right? Graphic design 121, Graphic design is a language and process for creative thinking and realization. So with a skip in my step, I rounded out my last days in business school. I put in the minimum amount of effort to just get by in my economics and CIS classes. And I focused instead on finding a cool design internship to get a head start on my new path. Getting my first design internship. Like any curious job seeker, I started perusing the job boards in search of something that spoke to me. Most of those entry-level design jobs and internships sounded pretty boring or were for boring-sounding companies. I found a few decent ones, and I sent my resume into those black holes. I wish Crash existed. Within a few weeks, and before the semester had even finished, I'd somehow still managed to get myself hired as a design intern at a software startup before I even knew what startups were. Once school ended in June, I started at a company called SoftPoint as the design intern. I quickly realized that my quote-unquote internship didn't really involve working with and learning from a professional graphic designer. Instead, I pretty much was the graphic designer. Before having any official design education, I did everything from rebranding the company, 
yeah, my logo and tagline are still in use at the time of this writing, seven years later, to designing app flows and screens, designing marketing brochures, and even writing the copy that went into those brochures. And I did it all in Photoshop. Here's a quick side note, do not use Photoshop for any of this stuff. Brand assets like logos get built in Illustrator, app screens in XD, and brochures in InDesign, as far as Adobe software goes. Anyway, my time at SoftPoint taught me to work on just about every type of design that a small software company needs. It was incredibly valuable, and I would show you all my work, except I signed a non-disclosure agreement that prevented me from publicly displaying it as my own. These are also referred to as NDAs. Whenever possible, avoid signing an NDA if you can. They limit your ability to display your work in your public portfolio, although you can still share it privately with somebody directly. Um, but as a designer, your portfolio is, is so much of your lifeblood, right? It shows potential employers and freelance clients that you can do what you say you can. Um, and when it's published publicly, like on a personal website or Behance or Dribble, it can even attract new opportunities to you without you having to do much work to get them. So if you can, always try to avoid NDAs. If you have to sign one, get clear on how long it's going to be in effect and try to get your employer or client to give you written permission to display your work in your public portfolio starting on a certain date so that you're not restricted forever. Switching from business school to design school. During my internship at SoftPoint, I also started my first year at design school, which was such a breath of fresh air compared to the previous school year. Right from day one, I felt like the studio concentration was exactly what I'd been looking for. It felt like high school art class on steroids. I mean, everyone was serious about being in the class. The professor had tons of industry experience, and the curriculum was super hands-on. I felt so at home. I made friends, I collaborated on assignments, learned techniques and the history of graphic design. I continued working part-time at SoftPoint throughout the school year, which gave me a ton of real-world context for what I was learning in school. Highly recommend that. My work got better, and for the first time in my life, my education felt relevant. I also happened to be living with some friends in a classic college house. Parties every weekend, way too much distraction to be a good student. By the end of the school year, I hadn't really put much effort into either my capstone project or my final review projects, one of which consisted of meticulously drawing dozens of gradient lines and typographic elements with a carpenter's pencil that we would shave down by hand with, a, with an X-Acto blade. Needless to say, cramming these projects together in the last four days of the semester was not the way to stand out from the other 200 first-year students just to try to become one of the 45 selected to continue into the official graphic design concentration for the next three years. Needless to say, I did not get into the official program. I was pretty upset at the time, but I didn't let it stop me. With the help of my advisor again, I switched to a design management degree, something somewhere between graphic design and business marketing, minus the design studio classes. The solution was perfect since it took into account the business school credits I'd already accumulated and allowed me to graduate in four years after all. Winning my first real design job. 
Okay, so after my sophomore year, I finished my internship at SoftPoint and moved on to a customer support representative role at Tiny Prince, which is now owned by Shutterfly. I learned a ton about working with people during this time, and I even got to exercise my design skills a bit. In the written version of this article here on our blog, on the Crash blog, you'll see a poster that I uh, designed for Shutterfly. Anyway, it was an amazing experience, and if you like working with people, I highly recommend that you get a job in customer success, even just for a year or two. Supporting customers on the phone and live chat taught me to be concise and well-researched, polite and empathetic, and to learn how to not take things personally. Of course, I wasn't trying to be a CSR. I wanted to be, I wanted a design career. I tried to transfer into Shutterfly's production design team, which is the people who take not great design holiday cards and turn them into something that's decent enough to get printed, but the company management wouldn't let me switch. So I took matters into my own hands again. Once again, I started hunting for design jobs, just like how we teach here at Crash, except I didn't have the benefit of an awesome tool built just for job hunting. I found a few promising looking roles and I submitted my resume and application the old way. Thankfully, I landed one interview for a layout designer role at an educational content company. The job required using InDesign to flow copy, text, into these new templates that they'd paid some company to have designed. I knew next to nothing about InDesign other than the fact that it was an Adobe product, but I knew Photoshop really well. So when the hiring manager asked if I knew how to use InDesign, I kind of lied and said that I did. I must have been convincing enough because I got the job. In retrospect though, don't lie. Be honest when you don't know how to use a tool yet and tell the hiring manager that you're excited about learning quickly and on your own. In fact, start dabbling in lots of different softwares now and you won't even have to worry about this, right? If somebody asks you, hey, do you know how to use InDesign? And you kind of know how to use InDesign, you can say yes. Anyway, I wound down my customer service career and spent my first four weeks learning on the fly in this new design job. It was such a thrilling experience. I personally love being challenged to figure things out quickly. And over the next few months, I became something of an InDesign expert. I was getting paid $17 an hour too, the highest wage I'd ever had. About five months into the gig, my manager asked if anyone on the team was in interested in creating custom illustrations for the educational workbook workbooks we were laying out. I volunteered immediately saying that I knew how to use Illustrator not a lie, but I hadn't used it much. They gave me the role. This was another thrilling experience to beef up my design software skills and techniques. During this job, I befriended an older designer named Mark. Mark was a former art teacher, a decent designer, and a chronic cynic of life, always with some tongue-in-cheek opinion about whatever topic was at hand. Still, Mark gave me some really valuable feedback on personal design projects and told me about a renowned design agency in Phoenix, Moses Inc. He spoke so highly of their creativity, their unique approach to design, and their award-winning track record. I was super intrigued, and so I started developing a soft spot for this counterculture agency and decided to figure out a way to intern there hacking my way into real graphic design classes. Don't forget, during this time, I was still in design school. 
Despite the fact that my major, design management, was a non-studio concentration, I still wanted to take some classes that were available only to the studio students, like graphic design majors. I spoke with my advisor about this, who admitted that I'd only be able to take studio courses if a professor approved me. So, with a chip on my shoulder, I reached out to one of the professors teaching a restricted course and simply asked her if she would approve me to be in the class. I shared some enthusiasm I had for the subject and explained the reason why I hadn't gotten into the program. I was honest about it, partying, and what I learned from that experience. As you might have guessed by the title of the section, she approved me. I was so thrilled, and I started that same week. Never forget the power a simple ask can have. If you want something, there's almost never any harm in asking. Anyway, being in the studio major only session gave me access to some particularly interesting information. It also gave me connections to classmates as well as the speakers invited to come in and share lessons with us. And most importantly, it exposed me to something very special, the Phoenix Portfolio Review. Breaking into the professional design industry. I didn't wait until college was over to weasel my way into the industry, and you shouldn't either. Design jobs and internships aren't unlimited, so if you want a spot, you'd better go get it fast. The best time to start was yesterday, but the next best time is right now. The Phoenix Portfolio Review at ASU is part of the AIGA Portfolio Review Initiative, which helps students get experience and actionable feedback. The design school at ASU, which is called Herberger, uh, hosts this exciting event every year for students in Arizona. Events like these are such an awesome way to meet influential people in the design industry and get your foot in the door somewhere and just build your network. So that's exactly what I did in March of 2015. I wrote about it on LinkedIn and I made a poster for it. In summary, the portfolio review was my chance to connect with industry pros, and I made a point to meet everyone I could to take the right business cards instead of just giving mine away and never hearing back, to have a handshake as strong as my personality, and to make a generally good impression. But remember, I had my sights set on Moses. I made sure I got FaceTime with Matt Fisher, their creative director at the time, and he liked me. He invited me to tour the agency's downtown Phoenix offices. I was thrilled. I tried to have the same level of connection with other industry pros at the event, but I knew it, was, it would be too busy for me to stand out a whole lot. I would need to do something more in order to have my chance. By the end of the night, I was already typing up thank you emails to all the professionals I'd met. I sent them out immediately and got a couple short responses back, but I, needed, I knew I needed to do more. This is where following up comes in. A couple weeks later, I'd found some job listings online and used them as an excuse to reach back out to some of these new connections. I followed up to see if their agencies were still hiring for any of those positions. Pro tip, reaching out to ask, hey, I see you've got a job listing for you know, junior designer. Is this position still available? Is an awesome tactic for several reasons. One, it keeps you top of mind, keeps building the conversation and the relationship. Two, it saves you from wasting your time if they've already filled the position and just forgot to take down the job listing. Three, it gives you the chance to ask additional questions about the job. And four, it alerts them to the fact that you're going to be applying, which helps them be more likely to notice when they see your name come through. 
So I reached out to a few of the professionals that I had met. I also reached out to Matt at Moses to schedule a time to go check out their space. We settled on a date and I continued on my job hunt. Three weeks later, it was time to visit the Moses HQ. As luck would have it, the day of the tour, my car broke down. I had nothing but my sheer force of will and my girlfriend's bike. And I took the light rail downtown and biked the last mile and a half to Moses' building. <sighs> a much less sweaty Matt Fisher greeted me at the door and welcomed me in and offered me some water to cool off. He showed me around and introduced me to some folks. By the way, always repeat people's names when you meet them. It'll help you remember the names better. At the end of the tour, we went into the conference room and he asked me about design school and what my plans were. It was the perfect setup for me to ask about jobs. I'm pretty sure he did it on purpose. I told Matt I was looking for a junior designer job and asked if they were hiring. He told me that, as a matter of fact, they were opening up four internships that fall. The only downside, they're unpaid internships. I was pretty bummed, but not completely dejected. I told him I'd think it over and get back to him. Pro tip, don't be afraid of unpaid internships. But if you need money, remember, it's a business. They make money. If you're confident in what you bring to the table, you can ask for a small stipend at least to cover your expenses. Come with a proposal. Come with enthusiasm. The worst they could do is say no. I didn't think about that at the time, and I, I mulled this decision over for a long time. I needed money, man. I'd lost my layout design illustration job due to a personality clash with our project manager. I didn't have my next move lined up, and I so badly wanted to get into the real design world, the agency world. A few days later, I made up my mind to accept the unpaid internship, and I found a part-time job to cover my expenses. That way I could do my best work at Moses and hopefully turn the internship into a job. I sent in my application and followed up with Matt to ask him to keep an eye out for it. For two weeks, I hustled, built some sample projects, and shared them with him every time I would make a new one. Two weeks later, I was the newest design intern at Moses Inc. I've got a bunch of my work from that internship on Behance, and I'm more than happy to talk more about my experience if you reach out to me jeremy at crash.co. But before I go, here are a few lessons from this journey that I think you'll find pretty valuable. Moses was the best thing that ever happened in my design career. It taught me things school never could have, and I went on to found my own creative agency afterwards. Throughout my short career, I've been a full-time in-house designer, a full-time freelance designer, a creative agency owner, and everything in between. I've built products in every Adobe app that exists, from graphic design to illustration, from photography to video editing and animation, and even into WordPress and Bootstrap. I've published work, I've sold work, and I have lost work. Here are a few of these lessons for every young creative. Learn the hard way a lot of the times. Hopefully, I can help you learn them faster than I did. First, if you're not in the right major, switch right now as soon as you can. Don't wait for permission. Go and get what you want. Two, force yourself to network, even if you're introverted or uncertain of what might happen. Just show up at events, even if you do nothing the first time. Join AIGA, the Professional Association for Graphic Designers. 
send personalized connection requests on LinkedIn. When you go in person, shake hands, speak up, and remember names, practice names, repeat their names. Names are such a powerful conduit for making people feel connected to us. Also smiling and being interested in others. Number four, take business cards. Don't just give them. This way, you control the follow-up. Then, actually follow up multiple times. In the world of business, people are always busy. They're not ignoring you on purpose. When you follow up, you maximize your chances of getting what you're trying to get. Five, do creative projects all the time. Dabble with new tools. Learn to love the process and document the process in your portfolio. Take screenshots, take screen recordings, take pictures of your sketchbook. Show all of that because creative directors love seeing it. Number six, ship your work. This is a simple concept that can be incredibly difficult for a lot of people. It's easy to start a bunch of projects. It's easy to sketch and doodle and, and start stuff. But let it be good enough, don't try to make it perfect, and just ship it, meaning publish it. You can always take it down and re-upload it later, but I promise publish your work now, even if it's not 100% the way you want it to be, you will be surprised by the results. Number seven, save your work. Often, you probably hear this a lot, but I could not be more serious about it. Back it up. You can back it up to the cloud, you can back it up on an external drive, but do this, okay? Upstairs in my house right now, buried in a closet, I have a terabyte hard drive inside of my old iMac. That's just a giant paperweight. I need to pay to have the data extracted off of that drive, which has so many design projects, music projects, stuff that I just wasn't smart about. So save your work and back it up. Number eight, don't be afraid to work for free until you're confident and have a few portfolio pieces. Then charge per project, not per hour, and charge triple what you think you should. Seriously. Number nine, invest in your skills and your knowledge early on. Pay for Adobe Creative Cloud. Take online courses. This is so valuable. Number 10, learn to use non-design tools like spreadsheets, no-code software, and even just like email, like getting good at email. Because being a successful designer is about more than just being able to do the deliverables themselves, to design the stuff. You also need to know how to look at spreadsheets, analyze data, coordinate with clients or colleagues or whatever, um, upload stuff to WordPress, like get familiar with those tools that aren't necessarily design tools. 11, when you're ready to find a great design job, run your job hunt like a sales process. This is what we're building at Crash. You can learn more about that at crash.co. And number 12, don't go it alone. Always look for support from your friends, from your family. Try to get advice from mentors and professionals who have done what you're trying to do, myself included. Like I said, you can reach me via email, jeremy at crash.co. And finally, here's 
radio host Ira Glass with some super valuable advice for any beginner. Nobody uh, tells people who are beginners, and I really wish somebody had told this to me, is that um, all of us who do creative work, like, you know, we get into it, and we get into it because we have good taste. You know what I mean? Because there's stuff that you just, like, love, okay? So you've got really good taste, and you get into this thing that, that I don't even know how to describe, but it's like there's a gap, that for the first couple of years that you're making stuff, what you're making isn't so good, okay? It's not that great. It's it's really not that great. It's it's trying to be good. It has ambition to good, but it's not quite that good. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, your your taste is still killer, and your taste is good enough that you can tell that what you're making is kind of a disappointment to you. You know what I mean? Like you can tell that it's still sort of crappy. A lot of people never get past that phase. A lot of people at that point they quit. And the thing I, I would just like say to you with all my heart is that m most everybody I know who does interesting creative work, they went through a phase of years where they had really good taste, they could tell what they were making wasn't as good as they wanted it to be. They knew it felt short, you know, and, and, and like and some of us can admit that to ourselves and some of us are a little less able to admit that to ourselves. But we knew like it didn't have this special thing that we wanted it to have. And the thing I would say to you is everybody goes through that. And for you to go through it, if you're going through it right now, if you're just getting out of that phase, if you're just starting off and you're entering into that phase, you got to know it's totally normal. And the most important possible thing you could do is do a lot of work. Do a huge volume of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week or every month you know you're going to finish one story. You know what I mean? Whatever it's going to be. Like, you create the deadline. It's best if you have somebody who's waiting for work for you, somebody who's expecting it from you, even if it's not somebody who pays you, but that you're in a situation where you have to turn out the work. Because it's only by actually going through a volume of work that you're actually going to ca catch up and close that gap. And your the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions. Like what you hear? Go to Crash.co and join the career revolution. If you want to share your own career crash story, send it directly to me at isaac at crash.co.